Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is the Charity Stripe on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back, baby. It's the Daily Stripe. It's Thursday, July 13th, also ESPN 1090 Radio SoCal Fisher DeSopolis DJ Nikki Snacks Crider and today we have one of the fastest one of the best to ever do it Mr. 2K Chris Johnson how you doing brother I'm good I'm good bro just chilling man how you doing good man it's good to see you dude how's Florida living Florida hot as ever it's been (laughs) hot man it's been so hot man but you know love living in Florida love the heat so you know it's always good yeah, What's like the best daytime activity to do when it's a hot day in Florida? What are you trying to do? What I'm trying to do is f- trying to find some AC, but nah. Uh, <laughs> you know, a lot of people, you know, beach, pool, different things like that. Cocktails, drink by the pool and stuff like that. So that'd be cool. Yeah, that, that's awesome. I was there for a wedding in Miami the weekend, two weekends ago for the 4th. And I was out on the beach for like an hour. And then by the time I got back to the hotel, my skin was bubbling. Like my oh, shoulders. Wow. Oh, dude, my shoulders were. I was just like living in the water and my shoulders were absolutely burnt to a crisp. I was like, oh my God. Wow. I'm, 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 not, I'm, not, I'm not made for this heat anymore. Uh, yeah. Speaking of Florida, though, you, so many good running backs have come from Florida. Uh, one, of the, one of the best right now being Dalvin Cook, mm-hmm. uh, a guy we know you know. I uh, want to get your thoughts on Dalvin. Where do you think he should go? Where do you think he'll end up? Man, Dalvin, man, I, I I can't say that I'm surprised by that move because I just understand the the business side of the game. Um, and it's probably – and a lot of people probably looking at it like, oh, dang, why Dalvin haven't been picked up yet, this and that. But it's probably not um, – I'm pretty sure teams have offered him. He probably just sitting around waiting – Mm-hmm. trying to come up with the best situation for himself um, or whatever. Um, I think what would be a good fit for him um, is, two, is two places. Um, one place, I would say um, Miami. I think Miami would be nice. They got a nice young um, offense, um, nice young quarterback, nice um, young receiver, um, with in Weddle, and then they got Cheetah there. You know what I'm saying? And I think he'll be a very nice addition there. Um, another place that I think he would be pretty good at, um, Buffalo. He go over there with his brother over there in Buffalo. That'd be fun. That dynamic offense. Uh, I think he'll go crazy. It's mm-hmm. crazy because um, I think they're in the same division. Yeah. What about one of your What about one of your old teams, the New York Jets? Thoughts about the him? Jets? Yeah, I think the the Jets would be cool, but uh, I think they'll be cool. But I don't think that's the that's the place for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think Buffalo or Miami gets Dalvin. I think people look at him and forget how fast he is, and especially right. in, Miami, in Miami's offense with that breakaway speed and what the play action can do, and how that could open up the passing game. I mean, we saw what Tua 
did when he was healthy with Waddle and Hill last year. Both those guys, they probably have the two fastest receivers in the league uh, as right. a duo. So right. that could open up is it could really work wonders. And again, you, you know the business side of it, you know as well as anybody. What do you think about uh, in the NFC Saquon Barkley looking for the new deal? Because I know I remember you were. Was it after your two thousand yard season that you were in contract negotiations? Well, mine was a little crazy because yo, so after my two thousand yard season, that was my second year. Um, we was um they was talking a little bit, but they didn't do they did a little something. So they they moved the back end of my rookie contract to my second year. So they moved they gave me five million dollars for my second year. So they moved that. And then after my third year, that's when I was in the contract negotiations or whatever. Um, and I just think about that situations. You can look at it from both ends. Like everybody know what, we, what we're getting from Saquon. We know the type of player that he is. He's a playmaker. Um, he's one of those generational players that um, you won't see it come around often. Um, and that's that's his side of things. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's his side of things when you're going into um, contract negotiations, stuff like that. But then when you, on the flip side, it's a business. So when you look at the, coming from the team side of things, like, okay, we understand you're a good player. We know the things that you can do, but can you stay healthy? Right. So <clears throat> It's both sides, and that's why I think they put the franchise tag on them or whatever. And they're probably trying to work a deal out, but they probably just don't want to pay him with he what he thinks that he's worth. And that's probably where they're still made at. Um, it's just going to be interesting to see how this whole thing plays out. Yeah, I know it's a business, but I just always hate when organizations don't really value how much they've brought to the organization, not, not even just like on the field, but like Jersey sales and for, you know, fan fan base, just like loyalty and all that good stuff. I mean, Saquon's been the face of, of New York football for the last, you know, however many years. So there's gotta be something there to that, but I understand the injury side of things. You know I mean? The guys had a, a bad leg injury and he came back strong, but you know, once you have one injury, you're susceptible to more. Right, because I think way well, he went down twice. So he's gone was, down twice. Yeah. He's yeah. gone down twice. So you got to look at it like, and you know, I'm all for players getting paid, right? Yeah. But you know, once we in on the media side and we just being real, sometimes you got to pay devil's advocate. And it's like, okay, we know what you're worth, but let's say we give you this big deal. Like, yeah, you say Jersey sales doing all this stuff. We give you this big deal, and then you get hurt on us. Damn what? Yeah. Um, so you got to look at it. You got to look at it both ways. Yeah, it, it's very. Do you think the running back position is one of the most, if not the most, disrespected in sports? Like for what the player has been bring to yeah. the table. I think it's definitely the most disrespected in all sports ac across the league. Like across any sport that you say, I think it's the most disrespectful position because it's like we take the most beating. Um, it's the most brutal on our body. So why are we like one of the lowest paid positions? Like it don't make sense. And then like you think about it, you look around the league and you see like once running, actually like once running backs turn like 26, 27, it's already starting to look for the next guy or 
Like, you're not even getting the opportunity. Like, they're not even sitting there seeing if you still can keep it up. They already looking for the next guy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Then you yeah. look around and you see, like, receivers. You see receivers, like, 30, 31, 32, still making $8 million, $10 million, $15 million a year. Like, when at a running back at that age, like, you're making, you're making uh, minimum, bet minimum, basically. $1 million, maybe $2 million at the most, but – you're not making no money like that. Yeah, the highs and lows are definitely all over the place. I mean, look at Todd Gurley, right? He was on top of the world for a minute, and then the next right. season came fine right. team. Just, just over with. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> Speaking of, of running backs that had highs, I mean, what about Zeke? Where do you think he's going to land? Oh, uh, man, Zeke, um, not sure. Like, I, w- I would like for – I would love to see Zeke, a team that, that Josh said earlier. I'd love to see Zeke go over there with the Jets. I think he'll help their offense sure. out because, you know, you're going to get that guy that hard knows he's going to run hard. He's going to run in between the tackles. He's a veteran. He's He understands he's been in the game a while. So, um, and to have A-Rod over there, you know, it wouldn't be as much pressure on him. I don't think he would be the main playmaker that everybody would be paying attention to like how it is in Dallas. So, um, I think he'll be good over there with the Jets. Yeah, I'd like – I think he'd work well there seeing how he played in a split backfield with Tony, Tony P right. Like Mm -hmm. Brees Hall is obviously really dynamic. That guy's got some serious speed, but you don't necessarily want to run him into the ground, putting him between the tackles 20 plus times a game. Let Zeke do some of that, some of the dirty work and let Brees work in the passing game and, and break, you know, outside runs. I, I like that pairing a lot. That'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah, That'd be dope. What about Hop? He's been rumored to go to your old team, Tennessee. He's uh, got minus five hundred odds right now to land with the Titans. Minus five hundred. Uh, that'll that'll be. <laughs> I like Hop over the. You know, he's played in our division for so long in his career. We know what he can do. Um, I would love Hop over there with. You know, he'll bring some of those guys out of the box with Derrick Henry. Um, we need a receiver over there. Um, a veteran receiver. We got some young guys, but we need a veteran receiver over there. And I think um, him coming over there, I think he'll help our offense get over that hump. Well, okay. So let's say he goes over there. How far can the Titans go? Um, I think we go far. We got a good defense. Um, every even if he goes over there, I feel like our whole season is really going to be based off of our quarterback play. Know what I'm saying? We got yeah. <laughs> we got the the young guy from Kentucky. Yeah. Um, we got Willis, and then we got Tannehill. So um, going into this count is going to be interesting. Is it going to be a quarterback battle? Whatever it's going to be, but I think our whole season is going to be best based off how well our quarterback play. And if if one of those guys step up and and be the player that we're expecting them to be, um, I think we definitely can be a contender. I definitely think we will win our division. And, you know, anytime you get in the playoffs, you got a shot. Did the Jaguars scare you a little bit? I ain't going to lie. I feel out of our whole division, the Jaguars will be the only one that I would feel like that's who we'll have to go through them or they will have to go through us. They end up winning it last year. We was – I don't – they wasn't supposed to beat us if you watch that game. But I think from years to come, being that, like, you know, anytime a team got a quarterback 
and and you know that quarterback, he's coming within his own, and he's he's making the right steps. Anytime you got a quarterback leading your team, you got a chance. And I think for years to come, he's going to get better and better. And I think that's is going to be between us every year. Mm. Yeah, one of the teams you also suited up for was the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray's out. Uh, so would love your thoughts on a, what should they do with Kyler Murray and B if I think a lot of people, I mean, we definitely think they're going to be the worst team in the league. Uh, he's out. They, what do you mean? He's out. He's out for 12 weeks. For what? Oh, he, um, injury. Yeah. ACL from last year. Oh yeah. ACL, ACL. Dang. Dang. I thought he was going to be back a little sooner, but yeah, it, it's hard. You got to think Kyler Murray's out 12 weeks. D hop is gone. Who, who do you have? Like, head coach is gone. They fired Cliff. Colt McCoy, baby. Hook him horns. JJ retired. Listen, they, right? they, listen, they, they plan for the number one pick next year, man. Yeah. Okay. So if they have the number one pick, you're one half of the Smash and Dash, one of the best podcasts we know, with Lendale White, former great USC Trojan. Do you think they, if they have the, if the Cardinals have the first overall pick, should they take Caleb Williams and get rid of Kyler Murray, or do they stick with Kyler and trade the pick? See now, I'm, now you kind of put me in a bind because me and Lindell, I got a bet that Caleb Williams is not going to go to number one overall pick. So two K, no two man, you, you know I root for you, bro. Why do you do that? I, I can't say that. I can't say that. But like, I feel like I don't think so. I, like honestly, I don't think they're going to do that because um, they just paid Kyler. Know what I'm saying? They just paid him. So if we if they go and get him. Number one overall pick. They got to move one of those guys. Mm-hmm. They got to move somebody. I just don't see them doing it. They just paid Kyler. Yeah, and I don't even think it's a situation of if like they just pay him, they want to keep him. I think it's they just paid him, and they can't find anyone else to take him off their hands, right? Because you got nobody going to take him off injured their hands quarterback today. that that has yeah. off the hill off the field issues with like you know not be able to get the plays right, and then also injury, and then. You know, a big fat contract. Yeah, and then they pay him like it's crazy. Like they pay him before they pay Lamar, all that. Like I feel like he got paid too early. So I I think a lot of teams around the National Football League they don't believe in Kyler how Arizona believed in him at that at that time. So it's definitely going to be hard for them to to ship him out to trade him and somebody take on their contract. Right, so yeah. it's like if you end up with the first overall pick and someone wants Caleb and Lendale's prediction comes true and he is the first overall pick, <laughs> you, 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 move, you move off of the first overall pick and you get a lot of assets. You get a lot of future picks that you can right. build a real team around Kyler. Kyler's coming back from an ACL injury. That's no joke. Like mm. That's serious, right? And he's not, he's not playing this year. He's playing next year. You have a new rookie head coach in there like – how much time does he really have? You know, it's 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 kind of this, would you rather go forward with Caleb Williams and know that the rest of your roster isn't taken care of, but you do have this QB for the future who has the size, the mobility, and the arm, and the improvisational skills that a lot of people are comparing to, to Mahomes, or do you go forward with Kyler Murray, who you are the only team that seems to believe in, yeah, but coming it's, back from a major, it's it's a tough one, man. It's a tough one, but you got to think. It, it goes back now to like now – a lot of these teams are stuck. So you yeah. got to be careful of who you draft and who you pay this money to because 
I'm pretty sure a whole lot of Kyler Murray contract is guaranteed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A whole lot- Deshaun Watson contract's guaranteed. Yeah, so it's guaranteed. So it's like, if I can't move him, we stuck with him. Right. Stuck with him for a co- like a couple years. And then, like, you know, once he get a couple years off, like, then, like, we probably can move him. But this early in the contract, it's just hard. They stuck with him. Well, yeah. and the longer you wait, the more the teams that would be viable to trade for him, like right. the Texans, like the Panthers, like the At Titans, went, went and got young QBs. They already have young QBs, you know, that they'd rather right. take a shot at. So I don't, I don't really know, even if a Kyler Murray trade was available, like what team would really be looking at it? Right. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's tough to evaluate, you know. It's got to be a team that's willing to be patient with him, but at the same time, you know, eat that money. Is the the bet that you made with him? Ain't gonna lie, that that, that seems like a, a weird. That seems like something weird the Dallas Cowboys would do. Oh, don't say that. Don't <laughs> say that. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> like something Jerry Jones would do. Like I'm gonna get Kyler Murray. Oh, <laughs> is is that bet you made with Lindell a slight on Caleb Williams, or is there someone that you think could go number one ahead of him that is that's just blowing you away? No, I'm just a USC hater. Okay. He just hates USC. <laughs> That's, a, that's honestly one of the better parts of Smash and Dash is PUSC. PUSC is the yeah, P- PCLA. <laughs> that was funny. Um, I, you know, quick break from the National Football League. We'll get to the Jets in a second. Uh, one of the guys, we're Texas Longhorns, so we're USC haters too. So right. all three of us are Texas Longhorns. The freshman running back coming in, Cedric Baxter out of Florida, Orlando kid. What can you tell us about him, man? Man, he's a great kid, man. Like, just a great person. And on top of that, like, just what, like, we're talking about a kid that's going into college already the size of a college player. So it's not like he need to go there and get bigger or anything like that. Like, but, and he's a fast kid, like, real fast kid, big kid. He went there early, so he's already in the strength and the conditioning program. So when the season starts, um, he's going to be ready, man. And um, talking to a friend of mine, the running back coach, Tashard Choice, he like, man, when he was coming down here recruiting this kid, he used to call me all the time, like, see, man, I need you to, I need you to talk to Sad B. I need you to talk to Sad B. So, uh, you know, I'd be talking to Sad B here and there and stuff. Um, I need you to talk. I need this kid, like, warm and bad. He like, man, I'm telling you, if this kid come, come here, he's going to play. I promise you that he's going to play. So um, just watching his game, the way he's able to read read his blocks, the the ways he's able to run in between the tackles, outside the tackles, and his his footwork is nice. He got nice footwork. And to be a kid this big and this fast, it's a scary sight. So I would just tell people, man, just just man, just be on the lookout for him. He's gonna be he's gonna be a good kid over there. Mm-hmm. So what do you? CJ, I didn't know you were you were helping us recruit, so thank you for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I owe you a yeah, beer now. I, I owe you a beer now, dude. Thank you. Just yeah. by the, the the measurables on on Cedric Baxter, he's 6'1", 220. Like, and no, that was a like, no joke. Yeah, yeah. high school. He's a big right. he's a big kid. Yeah. What, what's it like to fill the shoes of a great running back? Because you came into Tennessee, like we we think of like 
obviously they have the RBUs and like they do that for college. But if you go to the NFL, like you can, you could really make the argument that RBU is Tennessee, like with right. you, Eddie George, Derek Henry, Lendale, there's been some dogs there. Uh, right. So what's it like you came in, like Eddie George had just left. Like what's it like filling the shoes of a great running back? Cause Cedric Baxter has to come in and he has to fill Bijan shoes. And right. Bijan is like, just talk about a good kid, like great personality, like very vibrant. There's some big shoes to fill. Are you excited to do that and step into that role? Or are you a little nervous? Nah, it ain't no nervousness. It's like a lot of like me, myself, like I'm excited for the opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, to go and this is the this is the culture here. This, these are the type of running backs, and this is what y'all expect from running backs coming here and for y'all to draft me or college wise recruit me and want me here. Y'all think that of me. Um, know what I'm saying? Y'all think that I could do. So it's like, yeah, I'm ready to come in here and do my thing. So, it, like for me, when it comes to that type of situation, it's more exciting. It was exciting for me. You know what I'm saying? It's exciting because I want to come in here. And if y'all saying like, okay, who's the best guy here? Um, Eddie George, Earl Campbell. Um, these guys, if these are the best guys, okay, I want to come in here and do better than them guys. You know what I'm saying? So it's more excitement for me, a way to keep a chip on your shoulders, way to, you know, put certain goals out there. Like, I want to accomplish this. I want to do this. Like, um, if – Eddie might had this many rushing yards his his um, rookie year. I want to do more than that. I know what I'm saying, like those type of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's quiet competitiveness. Right. Uh, I like that, and then just kind of carrying the torch. Uh, back to the NFL. The Jets had a wild offseason. You played for them. Uh, what was it like playing in New York? Is the New York media thing real? And do you think the Jets are serious Super Bowl contenders with Aaron Rodgers? Um, the New York media is definitely real. It's real for sure. Um, you get certain guys that, um, you know, they get hyped up more and better than what they really are. Um, and when it comes to different things, like let's say pro bowl, all pro MVP, all that type of stuff, like with that media that they got, it make it, I'm not going to, Basically, it make it easier for them. Know what I'm saying? It just make it easier for those guys over there. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's just what it is. But at the same time, you got players that was in the New York media that are really dogs, that's really good, that's really like that. So I ain't taking that away from them. But I'm just saying it's some guys are sometimes, you know, it just make it easier in that market. Mm-hmm. Do you think I will read this Asante Samuel, who's a great cornerback came out and said, Revis wasn't all that special. It was just the New York media. Do you agree with that? Or do you think Revis was really that dude? No, nah, Revis that dude. Revis Island, man. Like, <laughs> I've been, no, nah, Revis that guy. I done played against him and watched film, this and that. And like, you know, a lot of times, like people look at stuff and be like, okay, well, he probably ain't got this many interceptions or, this many return and stuff for touchdown and this stuff. But it, it, it comes to a point where, like, sometimes you'll go in the meeting room and, like, it's like, you know what? Well, Revis on the left side, we're not even throwing that way. You know what I'm saying? So how do you expect for a player to make those type of plays when we're not even throwing his way? Like, I remember a quote one time. No, not even a quote. I'm tripping. Me and Revis, we was actually in – 
Where was we? I think we was either in New York or New Orleans or something. We were shooting a, a Nike commercial. And um, he was just telling me one time, he like, man, honestly, he like, man, the game, like when, when we be out there in the games, it'd be boring to me. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, I'm just over there and they're not throwing my way. I ain't getting no action. They throwing the other way the whole time. So I ain't really getting no action. So he like, the game a lot of times be boring for me. So that's like, that's like how it is. Like a guy be so good. <laughs> and like I've been in these meetings, like, you know, we come in, we come in there, the uh we come in there on what on Monday or Wednesday or whatever. Yeah, we coming there on Wednesday and we having the first the team meeting, we going over everything and we we putting these guys up on the board and with the game plan and this and that. And who Revis on that left side or what side he on? Hey, we're not even looking that way. We're gonna throw to the. We're gonna stick to this side. So that show you how good a player is. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, I, I imagine that it's uh, it gets pretty boring when you're just guarding decoys all game. Right. You know. I mean, it's the same thing if you're a decoy wide receiver. You're like, damn, like I'm not gonna get the ball at all. Ain't getting the look, ball yeah, I don't for no reason. You look like, at just picks, like, you know, I mean, yeah, the pick numbers, but like. Look at Patrick Sertain. Like, I mean, no one's really throwing his way right now because he's just locking people down. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So it's great. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously on the field, you're one of the most productive receivers, but you were one of the most productive fantasy football receiver. Uh, sorry, running backs uh, to do it. That is the, that's the damn truth for sure. Uh, and then, you know, listening to Smash and Dash, you, you really embrace fantasy football. Like a lot mm -hmm. of former players don't love it, or a lot of players, and understandably so. Like fantasy football players uh, can be very angsty. Uh, what was it like being a great fantasy football player as a player, and then like looking back on it, like now that you like are more involved in covering fantasy, how do you feel about it? Man, well, I ain't gonna even lie to you. When I was playing, I wasn't into it like that. I didn't even know it was, was as big as it was. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like I didn't really know about fantasy football. I didn't really know how to play it. I didn't really care for it like that um, until after I uh, retired and stuff. And now, like, it's just something fun to do to, to keep yourself in it, different things. And it actually helped you fantasy. Like, to me, it helped me um, It helped me learn who the new, like, the underdogs are the, the, the guys that's coming out of nowhere. Because you be in fantasy, like, hey, who is this guy that put up 20 points on me? I never heard of this guy a day in my life. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah, that's how you find a lot of those guys out. You know what I'm saying? And sure, you know, I do it every year, but um, I, I, I love it. I love the fantasy football, man. It's exciting. It's nice, you know, every week to go up against different guys and stuff like that and, you know, try to win the league. It's an awesome thing for um, brand awareness for a, a new player coming in, as you said, right? Like right. if a guy pops off, like maybe his jersey sales go up a little bit. Right, right. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah, and just just keeps people together, man. Like a lot of people's like high school friends, college friends playing different leagues together, and keeps you in touch and whatnot. Uh, I wanted to ask you. You posted, I think it was today, on on your IG about you got a new Airbnb that you're. Yeah, we were talking about it before you got yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got a I got an Airbnb. Um, I in Orlando by Disney World, and like when I first got it, I was just like thinking of different things that I can do. To like, you know, because I know when a lot of families come down, they like to stay in the Airbnb so they can have their own space, but they still like the kids like these theme rooms and 
different stuff like that. So I was just trying to figure out what I can do that would be cool. So one, so in one of the rooms, I got like this, it's a football locker room feel type of room, and they got all these different players in it, their jerseys hanging up. And then in the garage, I got like this big game room, and I, I just did all different type of sports like baseball, boxing, basketball, football, all different type of things. So like it's a pretty, pretty nice house. Um, yeah yeah it's dope no i was anyone that's you know planning a trip down there soon like you, you should go there that's the place to stay 100 percent. yeah check it out go on my instagram you can <laughs> you can link on to it from now so yeah love that i love couple more for you chris before i let you rock man uh you brought up we've been talking football you brought up boxing uh one of our fellow hosts on the network pac-man jones has dabbled in both to say the least uh pac the other day ran a four five forty do you think you could beat it well i would crush pat man <laughs> I would crush pat, man me and pat man raced probably like two years ago like we were, we raced and i smashed him Smashed him. <laughs> what do you think you pull right? What do you think? Uh, can you run four four right now? Of course. Where he ran? What <laughs> four five one? Right? Four five one. Easy. I'm running a four three, man. I'm telling you. It's only wow. We got it running one time. I'm running a four three, and if he ran a four five one, I dusted him. I smoked his boots. So. I, I <laughs> I'm stealing that I smoked his boots line. Uh, yeah. That's that's hilarious. What was it? Uh, just you know, two two big moments for you was the forty. Obviously, you're known for it. Uh, you you know, you held the record for forever. Uh, it seemed. Uh, what was that day like? And what was it like after you ran the forty? And then I also want to talk about the day you got two thousand yards. What was that like? Oh, when I ran the forty, it was crazy. Like, um, I didn't surprise myself. Like, I knew I was gonna run fast or whatever like that. <laughs> But it was just like, man, it's like that day was cool, but it's like, like on my way back to Orlando in the days after leaving, like the days after, like, man, so like after I ran the 40, like my phone was going crazy. It was going crazy. And then like, you know, leading up to that, you know, you got your t certain teams that's interested, want to see you, want to work you out, want to do this, want to do that. Like, it went from me having, like, I had, like, medium interest. Like, I had interest. Uh, went from there to, like, everybody, like, every team in the NFL, like, team was interested after then. Like, I went from that to after the combine, before the draft, you know how they have the, um, you have your team visits after the, after the yeah. combine, stuff like that, before the draft. Man, I had 17 visits. Oh, that's exhausting. I had to go to 17 cities. Who did you think you were going to? I thought I was going to Dallas. I thought I was going to Dallas. Dallas needed a running back. Um, I, I forgot what the situation was. It was something where I know for sure that year they needed a running back. They needed a running back for sure. I know um, they wanted McFadden, but Everybody knew that they weren't gonna get me fat because he was gonna go too early. Um, and I know they, took, they took Felix Jones. They took Felix Jones. I thought it was gonna take me because mistake on their part. Yeah. So it is what it is. 
I Jerry, <laughs> Jerry, lo- he just loves the Arkansas guys. That's what it is. Yeah, he loves the Arkansas guys. He loves them. But it was crazy. So my phone going through the roof, all this interest, all these, like, not even the business. Like, I was down here working out in Orlando at some show. Like, all these teams, they wanted to come. My schedule, they wanted to come down here and work me out personally. Like, schedule was crazy, man. Mm-hmm. What about the day you ran for two thousand? Because you 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 needed a cup. You needed over a hundred yards to get there. Did you think you were going to get it that day? Like, how was your confidence? Yeah, I knew I was going to get it, man. We were trying to get the overall record, man. I knew I was going to get it, but man, it was just you know, anytime you're going for a record like that, it's just like you want to do everything right. You want to make sure you practice right, get the right rest, make sure your body right. All those things like that, and it, it it was it was I loved it. But the crazy thing about it, I actually broke I actually broke the two thousand yard mark, mark twice in one day. Like the first time I broke for a seventy yard run, I broke it then, but they called it back. You know what I'm saying? They called it back. Oh. Yes, I'm like, dang. I'm like, okay, whatever, it's cool. But I had it was so early in the game. I think it was the second quarter. Um, it was the second quarter or whatever like that. So just, you know, being able to do that and being able to break break that 2,000-yard barrier so early in my career and stuff like that. And just that, like, kind of set the bar for me. Like, I went from, you know, yeah, I was a first-round pick. I had the fastest 40 um, in the combine ever. I went from that guy to after I went from 2,000 yards. Now we're talking like the best running back in the league. You know what I'm saying? And then ever since after that, it, it was always a battle like who the best out of Chris Johnson and Adrian Peterson. And it's yeah. like that kind of just set the mark for me. Like, because it was crazy. Like, even though after my rookie year, I still had, I had the most rushing yards out of any of those guys, those rookie class that came, that I came out with. And it was, we had some guys, like we had five going the first round. And then people forget a lot of times that we still had, um, we had Ray Rice in that draft. We had Jamal Charles in that draft. We had, um, what's your guy? Ah, that was Chicago, Chicago Bears. Uh, Matt Forte. 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 And then we had Kevin Smith in that draft. We had some guys in that draft. You know what I'm saying? Tashar Choice. Yeah, Tashar Choice was in that draft. And we had some guys in that draft. You know what I'm saying? That's that a was, sneaky draft. Yeah. Uh, I had you and Adrian Peterson on my fantasy team the year you rushed for 2,000 yards. What, what round you picked me that year? Uh, I think I traded for you, honestly. Oh, you traded for me? Okay. I traded for you. I, I picked up Arian Foster that year because he was a free agent. And I had drafted uh, Adrian in, in uh, round one, and then I think I traded for you. So I had all three of you guys, and I won the league. I was looking at the season the other uh, earlier today because you had your second game you went off, but then they stopped really running you the next couple of games. And then I think they switched to VY, right? They had carry yeah. at quarterback, and they switched to VY, and then you just took off. Right, right, yeah. That's how it went. Who, yeah. We haven't had a, a, a 2,000 guy since Derrick Henry, right? So who's who's the next guy you think is going to go for 2K? Ah, good question. 
It's tough, man. You know, I thought it was some guys that had the ability to do it, like Saquon, but he's just not in the offense that that would prepare him to do it. They throw the ball a lot. You know what I'm saying? I think he's a guy that can go for a thousand rushing, a thousand receiving. Um, it's hard, man. Um, if I would, I was saying Dalvin Cook, but he's saying he's in the same situation. Minnesota, they throw the ball so much. If you go to Miami, they're gonna throw the ball a lot there too. So it, it's just kind of tough. You got it. Got to be a guy that's gonna um, a guy that I really feel like has the ability to do it. Who I feel like is in the right offense that can do it right now today. I would say. Um, I would say, what's my boy? Uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. From Cleveland, man. Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. I think Nick Chubb can do it. He reminds so much of Jamal Lewis, man. Yeah. Jamal Lewis. I I think he can do it. I definitely think he can do it. Yeah. The one thing that he's obviously like one of the best running backs in the NFL with how guys run and the volume of carries that they get, it it, to me, it feels like it's kind of got to be a guy who's got top tier speed and Chubb can break him loose, but like he's not necessarily a 75 yarder type of guy, but I think you need those type of runs every now and I then. Think, like, you know yes, what I mean? Like, I think so, but you got to think, I didn't see Chubb, not Chubb. Man. I didn't see him break a long one, but the reason why I say Chubb would do it is more so, yes, you, you have to break some long runs. You have to, but I think it, it has to be a volume guy where, yeah, we're talking about a team that a guy's gonna get twenty five carries a game, yep. right? And, and, Hunt, think, and Hunt's not gonna be there; like he's gonna get his touches. And this Hunt's year, not right? gonna be there. That, that's yeah. why I say Jamal Lewis because Jamal Lewis wasn't the guy that was gonna give you all these long runs, right? But they was gonna hand him the ball back to back to back, and he was gonna all throughout the game. He's gonna average these touches, and yeah. I think it has to be a team where the offense is ran through the running game. And I yeah. think that's going to be Cleveland. Yeah. It can't be a team where it's, it's the passing game team because you're right. just not going to get the amount of touches. Like the year Derrick Henry did it, it was the, the it was ran. They was playing defense and running it through the running game. Yeah, yeah, like thirty touches a game sometimes. Thirty a game. That's the only way it's going to be possible. They knew it was coming. It still didn't matter. Yeah, it, it don't matter. matter. <laughs> still gonna run it. You gonna be man. Some games. He was going back-to-back weeks, 30 carries, 35 carries, 36 carries, 31 carries. Like, <laughs> them is a lot of carries when you add them up, but it has to be that volume of carries for you to get 2,000 yards, especially if you're not that guy that's going to be breaking up 80 yards, 90 mm-hmm. yards, 70 yards. So yeah. I think out of everybody, if I look around the league, I, I would say Nick Chubb is probably the best guy that would be able to do it judging off the offense that they run in and i think they're going to put the offense on his back love that love that we all want to hit chris special question we ask everybody let's do it all right 2k we ask everybody this man every guest we've ever had uh we get a different surprising answer every time so i'm excited to hear yours could be from you playing watching anything your entire life what is your favorite sports memory ever my favorite sports memory. Uh, let me see. Uh, 
My favorite sports memory, I would have to say for me, it was um, probably when I when I went for. Man, I got a couple, man. Let them fly, dude. I got a couple. Let me see. If I go back through my whole career, I would gotta say. 2,000 yards, 2,500 in my 2,500 yards, those were special, special memories for me. But I gotta think, I gotta say, my best memory that I go back in the feeling of is when I, so I, after I left New York, I ended up getting shot. And then I was out. I didn't think I was gonna play football again. And I ended up getting picked up by Arizona. And I still remember, um, I think we was playing San Francisco, and I came back and scored two touchdowns that game. That that feeling was like probably the best feeling ever, because I didn't think I was gonna play football ever again in my life. And if you had to come back that game and go for over 100 yards and score two touchdowns, like it was just amazing. It was crazy. It's incredible. Yeah. Jesus, man, that's a yeah, that's a wild one. Great stuff, man. Appreciate you. Chris, always a pleasure, dude. You keep rocking. Everyone go check out Smash and Dash. Hilarious podcast. You'll have to follow the Caleb William. Look, man, I like you, so I'm going to root for you. But I think, I think I'm Team Lindell, unfortunately. I think I'm Team Delion. I'm Team Delion, unfortunately. I don't know. It, it, we'll see what happens. Uh, Smash and Dash is great. Go check out Chris there. Uh, follow him on Instagram. Follow him on Twitter. He's the man. Uh, and definitely go check out his Airbnb, Airbnb, like Alex was saying. Looks sweet in Orlando if you're heading down to Florida. Chris, man, always a pleasure. Thank you for joining, dude. Thank you. Always, man. We'll hit you later. All right. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.